This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Coming up eight days from now is the NFL's first round of the draft, and the Panthers have the first overall pick. It is exciting to be a Panthers fan. Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network at Jim Zoki on Twitter joins us. Uh, but first of all, thank you so much for being available on short notice. This is a big, it's obviously such a big day. We're coming up in eight days, and it's so exciting for the Panthers and their fans to have this pick. Uh, last time they had the first overall pick, they did pretty well uh, with it. Before we get to the second round, what is your take on the, I guess, the angst over the size of Bryce Young? Yeah, they uh, they were addressing it, Adam, yesterday at the uh, the press conference we were at with uh, Scott Fitterer and Dan Morgan and the crew there. And, um, yeah, they, they feel like, you know, Scott comes from Seattle, so he's referenced Russell Wilson a couple of times, who's one inch taller than Bryce Young. Uh, his combine weight was the same, 204. I think a lot of people feel that Bryce Young – Drank a bucket of water to get to 204 <laughs> at the combine. That's probably yeah. not his real weight uh, and probably not sustainable for now. But, you know, as we all do, Adam, as we get older, we all age, we all get a little bit heavier. So I think they feel like in time he'll get uh, a little more girth on him and they can help him, uh, obviously, in the weight room, nutritionally, all those kind of things. Like when you've got your high school son that needs to put on weight to play football all of a sudden. I mean, putting on weight's not the worst thing they have to do. So I think, you know, they, the, they, they feel like the fact they talk in such detail about it, they seem pretty set on. Uh, that being, you know, what most people think it's going to be as far as their picks. I think here that um, they're not concerned about that. The two padded, two uh, passes that were batted down his, his last year in college are things they reference that he knows how to find passing lanes and, and how to free himself to throw. And, again, something they can help him with with their coaching staff. By the way, can, before we get to the second-round pick, you know, just going through the coaching staff, I mean, you got to give them – incredible amounts of credit that is i mean it, you we could call it an all-star coaching staff and it sounds hyperbolic but it's kind of an all-star coaching staff isn't it well especially uh quarterback centric right with bringing in uh you know a recently retired player and josh mccown mm-hmm. to pair with a court nfl quarterback head coach obviously you guys know jim caldwell very well yes. and bringing in thomas brown with the, uh, the rams and all they've done with their successes so yeah he's got a village uh of great people then a veteran guy 35 year old andy dalton who's had really good success in his past with the Bengals when he was a starter in this league so he's got a wealth of people around him smart football people and um i think they'll also beyond all that know how to bring him at the right rate of speed you know whether he starts day one or not will be up to them but whatever that decision is he's got smart people making all those decisions around him jim zoki is joining us here on the adam gold show all right uh, we know they're going quarterback with their first pick. Do we anticipate that they add a wide receiver, even though they did really well with Adam Thielen and DJ Chark? Uh, I mean, even kind of the, the you know, bringing back Demir Bird uh, has some value to it as well. What do you think they do with their second pick? I think, you know, what they've set themselves up to do is not to reach for any one position that they can really follow their draft board and, and fill various needs when um, – Scott Fitter was asked yesterday about, you know, where where else are you looking in this draft after you get your quarterback? And again, I'm not saying it could be C.J. Stroud, just to kind of backtrack that a little bit. Just a lot right. of focus is on Bryce Young. But uh, I think C.J. Stroud, uh, I'm not ruling that out either. Uh, but I would say 
I want to say Terrace Marshall does in year three. To me, it's not make or break, but he started to show some big play potential last year. So add him into the mix with who you mentioned, with the veteran Thielen, the speed guy, Chark, uh, bring him back to Mere Bird. Uh, LaVisca Chenault obviously does uh, some things in the right setting when you use him the right way as a physical wide receiver who can block. Um, so I don't think they have to reach for a receiver, but there is uh, no DJ Moore, and that's huge. So I, yeah. I think they'll look that way. Or another compliment as a pass-catching tight end to bringing in Hayden Hurst mm. because it happens to be a very good tight end draft that there will be some guys – Depth-wise, may not be second round, but third round or so forth, where you can find a really quality young uh, tight end to pair with what you got with Tommy Trumbull and some of the guys there. You know, what's funny is that uh, about, I would say, uh, two months ago, I was looking at mock drafts that had Darnell Washington from Georgia, like in the third round. And now I see now I see him in the in the in the the last third of the first round uh, mm-hmm. in some places, because uh, the more you look at him, the more you go. Well, how is this guy not going to be good? And how does Georgia have so many really good tight ends? <laughs> <laughs> players. It doesn't make a difference what position they play at Georgia. They're all future NFL players. Yeah, even the backup tight end is like a future Pro Bowl guy probably there too. But, yeah, it kind of speaks to the strength again of what you're saying, of the uh, the depth of certain positions in this draft. And, and Scott, again, the first thing he got out of his mouth was, it doesn't mean this is like their first need, but, you know, he said edge rusher. Uh, he mentioned wide receiver. Uh, depth on the offensive line because they do have their starting five back once they're healthy, but not initially maybe with uh, some of the guards who got injured late in the year. But um, there, I think a corner because there's got to be some concern, obviously, about Dante Jackson mm. coming back from the Achilles. And we don't know about C.J. Henderson uh, being in, uh, you know good all the time. Uh, he's ups and downs. Right. So we'll, how, how smooth and, and level is his game consistently opposite a really good J.C. Horn. So I would think you know a, a young corner would be really – Attractive. I think if someone like Cam Smith out of like South Carolina, if he happens to be around around that spot, he's projected as maybe a early second round guy in some drafts. Uh, that might be a possibility. Jim Zoki is joining us. Just kind of expanding more on the defensive side. Uh, somebody opposite DJ Burns, maybe somebody else in the middle of the defense, whether it's uh, the defensive line or even as a linebacker. Uh, you know, a run stopper. Who? Where are there? Where are there holes to fill? on that side of the ball still? Certainly edge rusher would be the other one. And it sounds like they're going to keep Brian Burns around with a, with a big contract extension. So you want sure. that complimentary piece uh, that you once had and no longer have because of, uh, you know, again, looking at the budget and trying to keep who they could in the past. Uh, but, you know, they, they, Derek Brown, obviously they're very high on the way he bounced back last year after being a little uneven his previous year. They brought in kind of that big run-stopper guy into Sean Williams in free agency. Right. And Chai Tuttle can do some things along the line. But, but now you're getting into the depth of what you're talking about, where you could draft a guy in one of those middle rounds uh, to, again, fill out that rotation. Every team likes to have, uh, again, this is not a 4-3, but a 3-4. But in theory, just to generalize, you like have four edge rushers, four middle guys. So you just rotate in and out and, and keep them fresh. So I think that's what they're looking for, more or less. And, you know, again, being a 3-4 team, that's a base. They're not always going to be in a 3-4. I think Frankie Lubu. Uh, was somewhat of a breakout player last year. So if he progresses again as an edge linebacker hybrid kind of a guy, I think a guy like Frankie Lubu could be really valuable in terms of what he brings. I'm glad you brought him up because he was basically a special teams guy two years ago, and they brought him back, and you'll, you'll love the energy, and then he takes the next step and goes from a special teams guy to a guy who, who seems like he can play uh, in all situations, in every a, a three-down linebacker, I 
I don't I mean, did they get lucky there or did they see something that maybe other people didn't? I think he just earned it. I mean, people get tired of hearing some of these, you know, cliches. He's just a good practice guy, even like on Wednesdays and right. Thursdays and things like that. So he's just a hardworking, good kid who took an opportunity and grew. So I think, you know, yeah, you throw you know in camp, right, 80, 90 players at the wall, you see which 53 are going to stick. And I think he's just one of those guys that took his reps and his snaps seriously and has the abilities to back it up. So uh, where opportunity meets ability is, is where he is. I think Frankie Lou is one of those guys that uh, wasn't as high profile but is growing into a nice NFL football player. And uh, like you said, I'm glad they brought him back with that two-year contract last year, and he could really solidify his you know NFL career and, and future by kind of growing it from here. We've seen guys obviously – Every year, first, second round, just complete flops, and they're just only on the roster yeah. because they, they think, well, we got to give another chance that uh, an undrafted guy wouldn't get if they were drafted that high. But Frankie Lou has done it the hard way. Two things for Jim Zoki, and then we'll say goodbye. The first is, what of all the moves they made, and, I mean, let's exclude trading from 9-1 to one to get the first overall pick. Uh, which, which did you like the most? Which do you think will have the, the biggest impact? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think, you know, that the biggest star clearly to me is Miles Sanders. I mean, this mm. is talk about a money ball situation as great as Christian McCaffrey is one of the top running backs in the league, uh, not in the budget. And they build the, uh, you know, you know, champagne taste on a, on a beer budget. I mean, it's $16 million a year running back versus a six and a half million dollar per year running back. He's coming off a pro bowl season and 1200 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. And earlier in his career, uh, was a pass receiving yes. threat, and I think they could re- they, they could revitalize that here in this offense, and you know more than get more than the twenty catches he had in Philadelphia. They didn't need him to do that with getting well in the players they had in Philadelphia. So I think Miles Sanders is is the biggest attraction to me out of everything that they've done in that position. And I do think Hayden Hurst will be huge for them because it's just been just a, a non pass receiving position since the days of Greg Olson, basically. So. They talk about Ian Thomas and some other guys, but nobody ever catches more than 20 passes in a year and never for any big production. So I think a veteran guy who's still got a, you know, a lot of tread on the tire and Hayden Hurst will be a, a, any quarterback's helper, whether it's Andy Dalton filling in or one of these two young quarterbacks projected to go at the top. I think Hayden Hurst and a pass-catching tight end and something that Frank Wright's always had in his offenses, I think will have a bigger impact than that position's had in a long time here. All right, Jim Zoki, you're a legend in Charlotte. Tell me, as we say goodbye, tell me what this move to get number one has meant to the organization and meant to the fans heading into this year. Yeah, I think there's a buzz and there's an excitement. It was about, uh, Adam, about as down as I can recall in Matt Rule's last game, that thumping from the San Francisco 49ers on an Mm -hmm. otherwise sunny afternoon. It was in a sea of red. And, and Niners fans jerseys all over that stadium. And that was, that was it. That was the last game of that. And um, it, that was just really the, the kind of the darkest moment. I think now they have hope. Uh, I think there's excitement 
And uh, it'll be a while before we know whichever quarterback they pick, how they pan out in their career. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how good Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold might possibly be as they enter year five or six of their career. So I think you know it'll it'll, it'll sell hope. What, either one of these guys is going to be a good kid uh, with a, a lot of abilities, and, and hopefully that the pans out. But for the time being, to answer your question, I think it's created a lot of buzz and excitement, and, and something that's been lacking for a while here. There is no question it has created a lot of excitement for the uh, for the fans of the Carolina Panthers. And look, I I know a lot of diehard Panthers fans that are still a little questionable about uh, their their confidence level is still not high, but at least there is interest. And in the worst thing that could happen in professional sports, apathy, and that stuff is seems to be gone. Jim Zoki, I appreciate your time, sir. We'll talk again. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it.